Hello, and welcome back to Grim and Whim. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at five incredibly bizarre deaths that really happened and will make you very happy to be alive. A quick trigger warning as this episode is obviously all having to do with death. And so if you're not in the right headspace for that, I would go ahead and just skip this episode. Um, some are especially gruesome, and so I will put an additional trigger warning in front of those sections as needed. But without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the first very strange death. Our first person to kick the proverbial bucket was someone who died in their sleep, but not in the peaceful and nice way that you would expect. I would say most people when asked, you know, how would you want to die? They might say, oh, I would definitely want to die in my sleep. You know, it seems, you know, no nonsense and very peaceful and you're not even aware of it happening. But in this case, yeah, the person was definitely aware of it happening and it was pretty gruesome. So this first case is about a Brazilian man named Joao Maria de Souza, who died when a cow fell through his roof and crushed him when he slept. In 2013, a 45-year-old man named Joao and his wife were just sleeping in their bed when suddenly a cow fell through their home and just crashed into their bed. And the cow narrowly missed the wife, and she ended up surviving the whole ordeal. But sadly, the husband, Joao, was just absolutely crushed under the weight of this massive animal. He was taken to a hospital and died the day after due to severe internal bleeding. And you might be asking, how exactly did a cow just fall through their roof and fall into their home? Well, apparently the cow was grazing on a hill behind their house when it stepped onto um, their roof, which was covered in asbestos. And unfortunately, it collapsed under the cow's massive weight. And strangely, this is not the only time a cow has just completely fallen through someone's home in Brazil. During the time of this incident, which was back in 2013, so about 10 years ago, um, the local media said that this was the third such incident to happen in this Brazilian region. And during a three-year time frame, um, they had you know, three cows just completely fall through people's roofs. And this was back in 2013, so there's a possibility that the number is even higher now. Or hopefully, maybe the Brazilian government took measures to fix the issues and maybe spent more time on um, ensuring that houses in that area had stronger roofs. I would hope that would be the case so that, you know, no other casualties happened. And in the previous two cow falling through the roof incidents, um, there was actually no other casualties. In the first incident, there was no one inside the house 
when the cow fell through the roof. And then in the second incident, there was a baby and a small child that were sleeping next to the spot where the cow fell through the roof. But luckily, and kind of miraculously, neither child was seriously injured. And so they just really lucked out. But sadly, in Joao Maria de Souza's case, he really got the full brunt of the cow falling through the roof. Our next bizarre death is death by invention. And sadly, this man's passion for science and his innovative designs were his literal downfall. In 1912, Franz Reichelt, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, he leapt off the Eiffel Tower, testing his parachute invention. Going forward, I'm just going to refer to him as Franz, as that's a lot easier for me to say. Franz was an Austro-Hungarian-born French tailor, and he was also an inventor and a parachuting pioneer. And the story goes that Franz was just obsessed with developing a design for a wearable parachute. And the idea that he was developing was a suit for aviators, um, that they would be able to convert the suit into a parachute and allow them to survive a fall should they be involved in some kind of crash landing. Franz began conducting his experiments on dummies, and the dummies were dropped from the fifth floor of his apartment building. And initially, the experiments had been pretty successful, um, but he was unable to replicate those early successes with any of his subsequent designs. Franz believed that a higher platform would be a better place to test his invention um, and really to um, prove his invention's efficacy. And so Franz repeatedly petitioned the Parisian prefecture of police for permission to conduct a test from the Eiffel Tower. He finally did get permission to conduct his experiment in 1912, but when he arrived at the tower on February 4th, 1912, it was clear to everyone there that he intended to jump and test out the experiment rather than using one of his dummies like he had done before. Despite attempts to dissuade him from jumping from the Eiffel Tower, he ultimately ignored the police and the onlookers and he did the experiment. He leapt from the first platform of the tower um, and he was, you know, wearing his invention. But the parachute failed to deploy and he plummeted 187 feet to his death. Following the incident, the press went wild with the story and the inventor was the talk of Paris. People could not believe how reckless the inventor was or the fact that the entire event was actually captured on film. Now keep in mind, this was the early days of film and so um, the original footage is a bit grainy and a little bit hard to see, but you can definitely see 
him jumping from the platform. And unfortunately, you can see him jumping and then ultimately falling to his death. And so here is the original footage of Franz testing his parachute. Up next is the bizarre and incredibly tragic death of Abigail or Abby Taylor. I'm going to put a trigger warning right now because this is a child's death um, as Abby died at only six years old. And so please skip ahead if you are unable to listen to this today. Um, I completely understand because the loss of a child is really hard to deal with and it's always hard to hear about. And so um, if you're not in the right headspace, be kind to your mind and move on to the next story. But with that being said, let's go ahead and discuss Abigail Taylor's tragic death. In June 2007, the young girl entered a kiddie pool that had an uncovered pool drain. Abby sat on the drain and was trapped by the force of the drain and was disemboweled and several of her internal organs were partially sucked out of her lower body while she sat on this excessively powerful swimming pool drain. Many people don't realize how strong um, the force of pool drains are. Um, I didn't know that they were that strong. I mean, I know that they were a little bit strong. I mean, I've, I, as a kid, used to try to swim all the way down to the bottom of the pool. Um, and obviously, back in the 90s, you know, they weren't really talking about, you know, pool drains being, you know, a source of danger, um, especially not like how they are today. And, you know, pool toys, a lot of pool toys, I remember in you know, the early 2000s to mid to late 2000s, I remember hearing stories about, you know, certain pool toys no longer being um, in production because it caused a lot of children's death. Um, but in the 90s, you know, when I grew up, it wasn't as prominent or it didn't make the news as often. Um, and so I was not aware that swimming pool drains were as powerful and could potentially suck out your organs. But tragically, this is what happened to Abigail. And while Abigail was able to initially survive her injuries, several months following the incident, um, surgeons did need to replace her intestines and pancreas with donor organs. And all in all, she had a total of 16 surgeries. And she also had to undergo chemotherapy, and kidney dialysis. And I just can't imagine how terrible and uncomfortable and frustrating that must have felt for Abigail as the person dealing with the dialysis and the chemotherapy at such a young age, but also her parents having to undergo, you know, all of that, the medical visits and everything. It must have been so scary and frustrating at the time. And despite all of, you know, the treatment that she underwent tragically in March 2008. Abigail Taylor ultimately succumbed to her injuries due to a rare transplant-related cancer. 
Um, and this horrific death ultimately brought forth a new law named the Abigail Taylor Safety Pool Act, which states that all drains, covers, and grates must be properly covered to prevent drain entrapment accidents like what happened to Abigail and actually a lot of others. There are several incidents in the United States alone having to do with drain entrapment um, in pools. And so it's incredibly tragic that this happened, um, but I am happy that there are now laws in place to hopefully prevent these types of accidents from happening in the future. Next up, we have a little ancient history for you, um, specifically a little ancient Greek history. And this bizarre death is death by tortoise or possibly even death due to baldness, if you can believe it. The story is about Aeschylus, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I looked up a couple pronunciations of his name and um, phonetically... Escalus is how I saw it pronounced. Um, and he was an ancient Athenian tragedian, which is the, another big word, <laughs> um, from the 5th century BC. He was a legendary playwright who wrote more than 90 plays. But kind of ironically, um, his bizarre death had Greek tragedy written all over it, and it's kind of mostly what he's known for today is his bizarre death. So the story goes, Aeschylus had a bald head that was very shiny and very round, and it looked like a rock, you know, if you were from up above, and there was a hungry eagle who was looking to drop a large tortoise onto a rock, well, what he thought was a rock, but it actually ended up being Aeschylus's head. And the reason why he wanted to drop the tortoise onto the rock was so that, you know, the tortoise would fall from a great height, land on this rock, and its shell would, you know, shatter and the eagle would be able to more easily get to, you know, the meat of the turtle. If That sounds so gross to say, but um, instead of dropping it on a rock, of course, it ended up hitting Aeschylus's head and it immediately just knocked him out and killed him. And one Roman author and philosopher named Pliny or Pliny. Um, I'm gonna say Pliny just because that's where I was able to find it phonetically. Um, Pliny the Elder. He noted in his Naturalis Historia, Aeschylus had been staying outdoors to avoid a prophecy that he would be killed by a falling object. And I guess he just assumed that maybe the falling object would come from inside his house. But I guess, I don't know, I guess the prophecy was true um, because something did fall onto his head and ultimately that was his demise. And ironically, um, Pliny the Elder also had a very strange death. 
he actually died while watching the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. The final unusual death honestly kind of sounds like a scene from Final Destination, but it actually happened and was incredibly random and tragic. And this is the story of 49-year-old Diana Dorr from Chambers, Nebraska, who happened to be just in the wrong place at the wrong time. While she was sitting in her car on Friday, April 3rd, 2009 in North Platte, Nebraska, a massive Taco Bell sign suddenly became unhinged and crashed into her car and killed Diana in the process. She was simply parked under the sign waiting for her friends to show up and this is where they decided to meet. Um, it was a very large sign. It was about 75 feet tall and so I could totally see why if you were trying to meet up with some friends and you just wanted to, um, you know, pick a landmark, you know, to meet by, you might say, oh yeah, maybe, you know, that big Taco Bell sign, um, let's meet there. You know, I, it totally makes sense. It's not, um, like she intentionally put herself in harm's way. She just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And had her car been parked just a few feet ahead or a few feet back, her fate would have been completely different. Um, apparently, in North Platte, Nebraska, um, they do tend to get very strong winds, but um, the winds that day were incredibly violent. And basically, it caused the sign to be cast off its hinges, and this 75-foot sign failed to withstand the force and ultimately um, the pole holding the sign it snapped in half and the sign toppled onto Diana's car and her husband and dog were actually in the car as well but managed to survive um, but by the time that her friends arrived there was nothing anyone could do to save Diana and she was announced dead by the paramedics on the scene. And you might think that, how can strong winds cause that much damage? Um, but these winds were moving at 40 miles per hour. And the Taco Bell sign was also um, erected about 10 years prior to the incident. And so between you know the strong winds and the sign being a bit older, I can totally see that. I live in Missouri, um, and you know I live in you know Tornado Alley, where winds can get you know incredibly strong, incredibly fast, and um, we've had wind damage um, just this summer um, due to you know storms, and so you know it's it definitely makes sense. Um, but it makes you wonder, like, you know, just being more aware of your surroundings, had they maybe looked up, you know, um, and saw maybe it wobbling, maybe they would have had enough time to just back up or drive forward or something. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I hope you liked this video. And if you are interested in other um, topics, grim, whim, or otherwise, 
Um, I post videos every Sunday. And if you would like to listen to just the audio version of Grim and Wim, you can find Grim and Wim on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But with all that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon.